Today is July 25th. The Yankees lost three out of four against Boston. They blew two terrible leads. Let's talk Yanks. Okay. My name is Jimmy. His name is Jake. Welcome to Talking Yanks, brought to you by DraftKings, episode number 630. The Yankees lose three of four uh, to Boston. Uh, the series was bookended by two nauseating, terrible, um, excruciatingly frustrating uh, losses that I think sum up with sum up yet again everything. That's wrong with the the thought process or thinking or establishment of the team. So, Jake, how are you doing? James, PBD, everyone in the chat just saw this is a group therapy session. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I think there's going to be a lot going out. We'll see what's going in. Yeah, man. It's... uh. I've never seen a team shoot themselves in the foot like this. Um, you know, you're you're in the eighth inning today saying, like, I don't know, I guess, you know, Herman shoved and this team showed a little fight getting the last two games and then they just poop their pants and I uh I think I've said it on here before. It's it's a line I I really like. It's about free throws, Jim. Uh and it actually comes from Greg Poon, my guy, does some talking Nick stuff. He says in the pros, and anytime you're shooting free throws, it's make your misses. Like the guys who are really good at free throws, you'll see them. It's not always a swish, but you'll see it like front of the rim in, front of the rim, back of the rim in. Like they make their misses. This team, they can't make their makes. Like if this was a good baseball team... They could have gotten four pretty easily this year. How series. many games have they won this season? This year, 51. Over, under, if I honest guess, 22 clean good wins. Ooh, clean good wins. Yeah, I don't know. Somewhere around half. So, yeah, I don't know. It's bad, man. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, we're we're going to roll through it. It's, uh, it's not going to be a traditional Talking Yanks episode because it's not a traditional – Yankees team, so we're gonna have to go about it in our own way a little bit. But yeah, I mean, you can you can circle moments in all four of these games that this team could have could have won, and a lot of good teams would have won. Instead, they lose three out of four. And you know what I was and doing? What can you do? What I was doing as I was driving from the shore to the Bronx to be here, I was. Um, Counting if they won today because they were up and there was a no hitter and they right. were looking good. I was counting. I was like, okay, that would make them eleven. Yeah. Uh, they were nine and twelve, nine and twelve. So math, eleven and fourteen. 11 and 14. They were that. That means they won eleven of their last fourteen games. And I was like, that's pretty good, actually. Yeah. I said, oh, if they go to the trop and somehow manage to win two out of three there, then we're talking about. You know, 13 of 17, they've won. I'm like, it doesn't feel like it because there's been some brutal losses, like the Altuve one, and right. and all losses are bad, and even game one of the Red Sox, bad loss. So it doesn't feel like it, but I'm like, shit, you look back at that, you're like, damn, that's actually a very impressive streak, and I just got way too ahead of myself. Yeah, and that's, no, Jimmy, you, I, you weren't. You weren't because with a normal team, you weren't. 
Because, yes, all of that is true, and then it's an off day, and then it's two lefties, which the Rays are the worst-hitting team against lefties in baseball, and then a Garrett Cole on the final day. So you're talking about potentially, you know, going into Tampa and doing it, which, again, we are— They don't do. Yeah, that's, that's that doesn't happen. So, you know, we're, we're robo-tripping on our own here. But, man, it's—it is incredible. I mean— there were two losses in this series with, again, pretty much the season on the line that should be the worst loss of a team season. And they just did that double up, an important series against your rivals. And we've been saying this almost every episode. And it's maybe there's some people coming in to drink Yankee Tears right now. Hi, thanks for coming in. And that sounds dramatic. It is truly not. I promise you. I mean, the Altuve one from the other day. Um, someone mentioned the Minnesota Twins one where Chappie gave up four straight runs, hits and runs. And I was like, wow. Like, that's, I'm, like that should stand out in my head, and I had completely forgotten it. I mean, we could do, and maybe we will. Maybe we'll get one of the, the interns on it. We'll do, like, the top ten worst losses this year. Fuck that. And I think people would be like, I think the outside world would be shocked. Because, again, there's that Yankee energy like, oh, you know, they're the Yankees. They're probably being dramatic. Like, this team's probably still solid. They're above 500. I think our top 10 mixtape of losses would shock outside fans. Well, they lead the league in being up four runs and then getting losses. Um yeah, man, and then and then I was I was prepared to say like the Red Sox split, and I was and I was doing all that math about whatever it was, thirteen of seventeen, whatever it was. But I was gonna sit here on this on the episode and say it's, say it's still not. I'm still not like happy or right. or like motivated or because uh, they needed to win the series to be like gets put some pep in my step or some, like, gusto, you know? I was, I was going to call them the Frankenstein Yanks because they wouldn't say fully die. They keep doing enough yeah. to be like, well, if they go, if they win five in a row after this, like, they kept doing enough. I mean, if they... There's going to be a point where they're out of it, out of it, out of it, and it's going to be the most fun September to just mm. watch development... Watch Sevy get healthy. Watch some guys get called up. See them play loose because they're already out of it. Like, there's going to be a point where it's refreshing that we won't have our hearts on the line. I just want to warn you. <laughs> don't rule anything out with this Yankees season. I could see them being eight games out with eight to play and Corey Kluber making his first start back. So I'm excited for your thought of that. Well, that's that's fine. I, I wouldn't care. I'm saying I wouldn't care. Right. Right. I I think we're going to be dragged through it for a little bit more. And if they lose in Tampa, right. I am carefree. Okay. And, you know, fortunately, like, baseball second wild card stuff works because, like, you're above right. 500. You, Otherwise, you we don't get to either. fully die. Which, like, yeah, that's cool. Um, but... I, I mean, if believe. I wasn't, if I didn't have any Yankees bias in my bones, I would bet my life savings that they don't make the playoffs. If this was just looking at the team and the record, 
Right. And it wasn't the Yankees and it was the Mariners or the Twins. I would I would bet everything. But because I am addicted to the Yankees and sure. and, and faith can go a long way because I'm a stupid Yankee fan. Like still I still rooting I'm still rooting and like you root for the miracle, but there's no fucking chance. If yeah. anyone else use it, this is the way they lose games and like use their bullpen and why would you believe in that? Yeah. And that's where and that's where things suck cuz again if they had won this game like they should, we'd be saying, "All right, like Judge supposed to come back in Tampa." Like what what trade are they going to make? Or you know, is it going to are they going to get a couple pesky veterans that'll that'll add to the mix and now just devastation. They find a way and they move on and Get ready for Tampa. Get ready for heartbreak in Tampa. The trap. A lot of good memories there. So let's uh let's go game by game here. <laughs> a lot of lot to digest. We're not gonna burn it, I guess. It's happy emotions with the burns. I'd rather not bring that. Oh, all right, not going to burn it, but they are brought to you by DraftKings. And if you want to go make an easy bet on DraftKings, you can take the Yankees to not cover the spread. Mm-hmm. They are the third worst out of all 30 teams this season at covering the spread. They're 42 and 56 against the spread. The only teams worse than them are Atlanta and Minnesota, two other teams that had high hopes were picked to win their division and absolutely suck. So Vegas still keeps making them the favorite because uh, some general public doesn't understand that they suck, and then they, they don't cover the spread. So, Twins, Braves, Yankees. Bet on them to not cover, and you will you should be in good shape. And when you do when you do bet on them, download the top of the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Also, if America wins a medal, you can turn $1 into $100 mm-hmm. in free credits. You just choose any American uh, to win a medal. If they win a medal, you get 100 free credits. You put them on the Yankees to not cover the spread. You win money. That's code John Boy to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA. Only new customers, only restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Game one was a while ago, and I uh, wish I forgot it more than I do. It came after the Philly series, Jake, when they went with a ragtag pitching uh, combination because they wanted to save their players for Boston um, and be healthy for Boston. And then in game one, we had Brooks Kriske in his 15th professional outing trying to lock down the save in extra innings with the runner on second base. Which we did the game before, by the way. Yeah. And want to know why? Mm. Because they still prioritize rest and their formula over urgency and wins. Right. Their unproven formula. Their unproven formula that hasn't shown any results no Chapman for three games. They've broken the three games in a row rule once or twice. We've seen them actually break it. Right. And if there was ever a time for it to break, it'd be here because Brooks Kriske 
no offense to you, Brooks, I think you'd agree, you shouldn't be in that spot. Right. You should not be in that no, that's spot. No offense to Brooks Krisky. None at all. He sets the record for most wild pitches in an inning with four. And they don't take him out even, even when he faced the three batters and there was no signs of life. They still right. leave him in there. And then the, and then at the end, the most baffling decision is they get one out. Now you can bring in the new pitcher, who's Wilson, who also sucks. But, hey, Krisky's, like, shook. Right. Like, there's – as tough as we've been on Justin Wilson this year, he's a veteran MLB pitcher. Brooks Krisky, like you said, literally tied the record for most wild pitches in an inning. Yeah. And, like, you have an out, and you can set up a double play, which the Yankees should be super familiar with as they lead baseball in it. But, No. <laughs> no, they don't set that up. I thought it was <sighs> the most given of givens that they would. Well, because he had to face a third batter. So the the intentional walk to, right. was it Renfro? I'm getting in there. Um, well, they didn't intentional walk, But right? they, if, if they did, I think it was Renfro. Yeah, it was Renfro. Would have uh, given the put the double play in order, which would have been an inning-ending double play. And coming up is a slow contact hitter. Vasquez. Vasquez. And you take the Shook rookie out and you bring in the veteran who's been bad, but hey, like just a hope and a prayer, at least a one, chance. one fucking pitch and you can get out of the game. Right. That's the table you're setting. They didn't do it. They just not proactive. They don't. I'm starting to think Boone and Co. don't fucking think. Like a straight lack of thinking and foresight and feel. What if I told you you can change the pitcher who's in the game while setting up an inning-ending double play? A chance to get out of it. Would you rather do that yeah. than just roll the dice on the pitcher who's struggling and now an out wins the, game. wins the game for them? Which it did. And you have no chance to end the inning or win, or, and win the game with one pitch? I mean, how many people are going to not take the double play option? It was shocking. It was shocking. There's, there's no logic to it. There's no logic to it. And that's, I think that's the part where you said, you know, are they not thinking? The fact they had Justin Wilson up means you had to be thinking about something. And they said, <laughs> they said he was up in case of emergency. I think What's we found it. Were you waiting for the stadium to catch on fire? Like, was Krisky going to have to faint? Shit his pants. What was... Poop what were, turds on the mound. Honestly, dude. Turds on the mound. What, how do you not follow up and say, how was that not an emergency? Right. What's your definition of an emergency then? How is that not the follow-up? Here's a move. It puts you... <sighs> it, like, right, like right now, Boone, you're a pitch away from losing this game. But you're not a pitch away from winning it. How about we? there's a move that you can do that gets you a pitch away from losing it, but also a pitch away from winning it? Right. How do you not fucking do it? Dude, it makes no sense. And wait till we get to game four Yeah. because it's more of the same. More of that to come. Um, and, and on the guys going three days in a row because they didn't ha have the best pitchers. If there's ever a time to do it, it's when you have Garrett Cole the next day going. Exactly. He's your guy. He's stretched out. I mean, I see he's on he the line. The Jake, I, I tweeted our text exchange about yes. this. 
And like your one line is so good where you say um, about the the rest and not, and they also didn't use Gary late. Right. And I know he's going through back spasms and stuff, but that, that I will, like, I don't know how we don't bad know. it was. You know, we he, do he know played, he played. Yeah, he, he did play. He played the next day or, or no, two days or three days later or whatever. Um, but, but you said the rest stuff is insanity and will be proven wrong in years. And reminder, it has not been proven right yet. Right. And then. There's then, teams that don't operate this way. And then you said. Most of them. Most of them do not operate this way. And then you said in our text exchange that I tweeted out, you said, having half the bullpen not available to pitch is insane. And. Yeah. Yes. How do you go into this series and you go into a game and you say, oh, uh, no, we can only go with the bad guys. When you just did that in Philly to save for the good guys. Like, don't get me wrong. I know I know, science has gotten involved a little bit and, like, you you have to keep you keep track of it. And, well, A, the injuries are back. You know, we were tied for number one in MLB in injuries, so snaps for that again. So it's working. Um, <laughs> and then... Yeah, man, I, I going not going back to the old days, but how it used to work would be like, you know, if you burned Ramiro Mendoza three days in a row, you know, then you gave him two or three. And then the next guy had to do it. Or you had, you know, the Garrett Cole throws eight innings and resets the rest of the bullpen so that guy can get extra rest. Like, there's other ways to do it than lay it out on a computer where it's too off. And we've heard some different rumors about stuff going on in the bullpen with some veteran-type stuff, uh, you know, kind of saying they're out. And, like, you know, there's a certain level where you can do that if, you, if you've really burnt yourself out and, you know, you're a respected veteran in this league. We're kind of not at that point in the season, and and man, uh, everything we've said and everything we've talked about here, you know, we're a we're a Chad pit, Chad Green pitch away from just shaking hands, getting a W, a nice win, boys, keep it moving, um, and and that's what makes it so sad. You know, we should be talking about how Big Sal Romano comes in and drops it a little bit. Uh, his Yankees debut, Southington High, shout out. Coach Austin Magaro of the soccer team over there. He's a friend. Um, Dude, you met him. He's a Maryland guy. There was a lot of good things about this game. Sessa, the five-pitch inning. There's and then there was that whole debate. Do you bring him back out? Because if you are so scared of your bullpen and their usage, then there's a full argument like, wow, Sessa was clean. Like, try it out. See if you can use his bullets. I do get, like, I think that turned into an ugly discussion online, which should be a good baseball discussion. Like, Chad Green's a better proven reliever. You go to him to get the win. I get that. But if we are doing this scared bullpen stuff, I do get where it's like, I don't know. Sessa looked pretty crispy. Well, Let's let, If half our bullpen's dead, like this is one of the chances you have to take and then maybe have Chad ready to go or something like that. So it, uh, it sucks, man. And there's so many. I've said it so many times. I've said it. You know, the the phrase we initially liked was like, you know, you could watch a baseball game and you see one thing or you see a hundred things happening at once. There was so many little things in this game and all of this series that changes the whole outlook of the game. The ball to Wade at third when he tries to turn the double play too quickly and that goes out of his glove. Like, hey, there's an out that we could have used later. Um, like... 
And all of these little things just add up on top of one each, one another, and that's why it turns into non-winning baseball, where go look at the team that was across the field from us today. That's a good baseball team. Because when they're in positions to make the play, they do it. Baseball happens. It's a tough sport. It's a weird fucking sport. But, man, those little things, when they add up, it's a great way to lose baseball games, and, and we saw it. I mean... Monty dropped some dick. He had the tired legs. That whole quote was kind of honest and good outside of everything else. I didn't hear it. What was the quote? So this was the rain delay game, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm. So Monty comes back out because he had looked so good. Um, And so he gets pulled with 5.2. And uh, he told Boone when he was going out for that last inning, he's like, I'm being honest with you. Like, my legs are tired. Like, I'll go out there, but... Yeah. Which, like, okay, good. That's kind of how sports conversations are supposed to happen. Um, so when he lets the runner get on there, that's when they go to big Also salad. righty versus now tired lefty Monty. Right. So, like, I was fine with all of that. There's a lot of good stuff from game one, man. I mean, it's yeah. all it's kind of personal, but, I mean, you had DJ steal a base. You had in extra innings, they finally played the, the sack bunt, right. sack fly game. You know? Yeah. They, they, the Yankees refused to play extra innings the way it's supposed to be played for a long time. And and you had um, earlier they scored a run on a Rugi bunt, Glaber sack fly. Um, you know they're scoring runs on outs, moving guys over, doing all that shit. But then, which that's another one that Kester was running hot on the internet streets because Odor did that bunt on his own and rounded the bases. He uh, <laughs> obviously should have touched home, um, but you know it. Rugi did that on his own, and Kester was going to war on Twitter. Um, because, you know, uh, the Yankees were up 2-1 to one there. If Rugi drives a ball, who he has been, like, the hottest hitter on the team, you know, that's when you stretch out the lead, which we're finding the, the non-importance of that. I think at the time everyone was pretty smitten with it just because how the Yankees have been operating, and it was just like the King Rugi show. Um, but, yeah, and then he hits that double off the wall in the situation the next day. And Kester got to walk on some graves with that. But all of those little things, man, uh, they end up adding up. Dude, I hate to dwell on game one because I think we're ready to sure. talk about other stuff. But unless I missed more quote, did you see what Boone said about the not sticking with Sessa thing? Mm-mm. The only quote I saw was he cited not sticking with him because he threw 29 pitches Tuesday. Not be- he didn't have like a, well, Chad's our reliable guy and right. Chappie's down. We're going with our best guy. Available, he didn't like do that line, which would have been a fine answer. Right, like going to Chad. Chad isn't the wrong thing to do. Right, he's the neck, an he, upper tier reliever. But he cited him. Sessa throwing twenty nine pitches two days earlier when he's a multi inning guy mm. as a reason he wouldn't throw him out there again when the bullpen's short. He just searches for answers he yeah. thinks people are going to accept. Yeah, which I don't necessarily fully blame because it's kind of crazy. He's got to do press conference before dropping the wa- yeah, dropping yeah. the water compared to everything. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wrote it down because I wanted to remember it. Here it is. Temptation when Sessa gets through on five pitches to just keep him in. Uh, no, I mean we, I felt good about Greeny in a save situation tonight. So you know, <clears throat> it was going to be Sessa there in the eighth. And, and remember, Sessa's coming off of, you know, two days ago of throwing 30 pitches. So I was a little reluctant to throw him out for a second up, especially when. I- See, he's just throwing stuff at the wall. And the, the first answer is the, the right only, answer. The only tweet I saw was. The yeah, yeah. The, he said Chad first, which is a good and fine answer, Boone. Like, yes, 
Chad's one of the best relievers in baseball. And if you still don't know that because he blows big games, like, go look at James Smythe's timeline because right. he was tweeting out. Like, Chad has the most shutdown innings uh, in all of baseball. Any reliever ranks number one. He ranks top five in, like, almost every reliever stat. Yeah. When he gets got, it hurts because he pitches in high-level situations. But And then Booney does the Sessa thing just to add more, like, and there's another defense. And, but that's nonsense. He's a stretched-out pitcher. And the, uh, you know, we... On Talking Baseball, we had uh, brother Jeff Passon on the, the other day. Go check that out if you're interested. Got a little silly. Um, and he talked about, you know, baseball has gone away from the importance of a manager, and <laughs> I guess we're going to be talking a lot of managerial stuff this episode. The strike zone in this game, and this is, and BBD, you're right, we do have to move on. Like, it was an old-school strike zone. Uh, they weren't doing high, but they were – it was going outside a little bit. And so Chad Green, which again, just a little thing. And, you know, there's a core decision that I liked in game four that we'll circle up on. But Chad Green is effective with the high fastball. So if he's not getting that call, does that make Chad Green as effective? And then uh, Kaster was also on, you know, he threw two heaters to Kike, which uh, I think he's like a pure fastball hitter. So when you put all that in the bucket, again, uh, an important game the Yankees could have won to win five in a row and then kick it to their ace the next day. They do the bullpen blows it and just a litany of small things and then a triple-A reliever to put the icing on the cake. Fun. Crazy. All right, game number two is the Garrett Cole game. He goes five innings pitch, throw and run. Nestor comes in behind him. Uh, they both gave up three three-run homers to Devers. Yes. For the six runs. Yes. Um, and Cole was just emptying the tank early and often. They made him really work. He was looking good. The high fastball was crazy. Uh, Endeavor's first at bat, I believe he went all fastballs to him and struck him out, but it was an eight-pitch at bat and finally got him going. But I remember at one point, like, when it got— There's a couple curves in there, three curves. But what was the last couple? Struck him out on a curve. He did? Yeah. Okay, but so then was there like a lot of three-two foul balls? Uh, three-two foul, uh, two-two foul ball, and then a ball that was also two fastballs. I just remember him thinking he was going a lot of fastballs, and then the next at bat, I think he went was three pitches. It was a one-one. It was a fastball that he got right. Yeah, it was. Uh, let's see, the next at bat, knuckle curve, fastball, fastball. Um. And, you know, Cole's presser was actually pretty funny. He's like, Devers, Devers good. <laughs> Devers is good. I pumped a heater. He got me. Um, yeah, man, and I, hey, Rafael Devers is a great baseball player, and he hits two three-run homers. That's, that's going to be a tough game to win. But, you know, two sides to every coin. Erod is out of the game in the first inning. Uh, he gets pulled... Uh, what was the injury? I'm blanking. Was it uh, back stuff or was it migraines? It was a migraine. Migraines, I think. Um, and he kicks it to Phillips Valdez um, with runners on second and third and no outs. And Phillips Valdez comes in and strikes everyone out. He hits Lamar, excuse me. Strikes out Gittens, hits Lamar, strikes out Greg Allen, strikes out DJ LeMahieu. So, I mean, you've you, got so this the situation we just saw in this fourth game, if you have two productive outs, it's a 3-nothing game. Top yeah, 2. Yeah. You were looking at Cole versus Devers his first at bat. 
the second at bat before the home run. It was fastball, change up, fastball, curve, then fastball, 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 four in a row challenging him. Second at bat. And the second, the one right before the home run. Because I remember thinking, oh, man, he went fastball heavy that that last at-bat. He should probably go off-speed heavy. Because Devers was kind of on the fastball. He was fouling it back. He eventually yeah. did get him. And then I was like, well, like you pretty much got him geared up in between those two at-bats to be like, fuck, I got to get this fastball. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, I mean, Cole was doing his, like, seventh inning dial-up. You know, it's going to be his last inning in, in the fourth. And you're like, I think, you know, you could – Baseball fans could feel it Like you know Boston goes into a cold day Like yeah let's knock him around a little bit Let's work the pitch count And they were That he's done after five Nasty Nestor comes in and looks good Until the Devers homer And then uh, Yeah I mean you know It's just What was it 6-1 And that's just too much Far too much for this Yankees offense at this point Wait Gary came out of this game with spasms So he was totally there weren't even spasms going right. on in game one. Right. So to not use him in game one late was crazy at the time. Yeah. Valuing rest yes. over urgency. Which, again, we don't know if the back spasms, yeah. if there had been back stuff or whatever. But, but again, season on the line. So also. Yeah. Uh, all right, game. Yeah, that's kind of all there is in that one. Game three is the one the Yankees won. I actually was, I, I texted you. I said, I'm going to the beach, yeah. and I'm going to enjoy my Saturday, and I'm not doing the pregame show. And I spent so much time on the beach, and I spent like an hour plus in the water because it was beautiful low tide. Some people Love came up and that. said, hi, thanks, appreciate you. Uh, Angelo was one kid's name. Dr. Angelo. And, uh, no, not a doctor. Paging Dr. Angelo. Not a doctor yet. Um, so I come home and I just happened to come home at four. Like that's when the beach day ended. I sure. got up there at 10 a.m. And uh, so I watched the game. But mm. I'm so tired. The sun's just killed me. Sure. And the Yankees are down three nothing. And it's a six inning. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to listen to it on my phone and just lay in bed because I need a little post beach nap yeah. here. Relax a little Turned bit. into a post beach full fall asleep. Mm. Like deep, deep sleep. I woke up. Checked the score, saw they won four to three, and almost like thought I was dreaming. I was right. like, that can't be correct. Yeah. I like, refreshed the ESPN app. And they did. And then I rewatched it. And like, how about that? Yeah. And so. It's the nicest wake up from a post beach nice nap I ever had. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, this is, this is funny. Uh, you know, uh, the Saturday prime, prime game FS1 or whatever. Uh, so, what do the Yankees do? And uh, Kike hits a Little League homer to start the game. Um, I mean, just, that's just good comedy. Like, can't get mad at it. Like, that's just grade A comedy there. Um, and then uh, Tyone, I mean, credit to him. The Yankees' defense did him no favors. Rugi, who is just getting a ton of love for his defensive metrics, he has two errors. He has the throw on Kike, and then he boots the ball on Duran. Uh Tyone settles in and gives like a nut-dropping performance to give seven innings, 100 pitches, only one earned that I tweeted in the seventh inning like, you know, the offense looks so dead. Evaldi was just mowing us down with ease that it was like, hey, like we, we need to show a little bit. Like Tyone's earned that. Like even if you put a couple runners on and that's it. And they end up doing it. Guardy with the big single, um, Adovino. 
uh, comes in after that, and the Yankees go to work on Adovino. Uh, Rugi, obviously, with the big double, and then Glaber with the single. So they, uh, you know, Red Sox were up 3 nothing. The Red Sox fans are calling this their worst loss of the season, uh, and it probably is. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this, you know, looked like a, a Yankees rally. Chapman comes in, kind of an ugly ninth inning, second and third, two outs. Uh, gets one past Kike for the punchy. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I don't know. Again, it's it's nice, and it's an awesome rally, and it's the the emotion. It is a really nice rally. Two strikes. Guardy started on an 0-2 two-strike pitch to, keep it go- to get it going and score the first run. You know, not the... They weren't the prettiest hits, but they were hits, and they were battling, and they were good at bats, standing with the double. Um, you know, they all landed in that same kind of right field area, and then Boston gets one the next inning, and it's just like, this is a dumb sport sometimes. But, no, I mean, this this was a, a good comeback. The bullpen bent but didn't break. And, uh, yeah, you know, you kind of... We hooked on to it that you get excited when... You're up four nothing and a no hitter the next game. Yeah, Stan's double was a uh, seventy miles per hour exit velo, and Glaber's was seventy two. Rugi's was actually ninety seven. It's a it's fly a out in a lot of stadiums, yeah. but it was ninety seven off the bat. They got that big wall. Oh, Rugi also had a home run in thirty or twenty nine yeah. of thirty stadiums. There was a couple of those going on. Geos today. I tweeted out. Well, it was back to back because it was um, the Rugi one that went for an out, and then was it was it. Um, Kike or was it Dever? Kike that hit the top of the monster. Yeah. Because I was watching with people that don't usually watch baseball. And I was like, that's a home run in like every Everywhere other park. Else, yeah. like, and then I was like, that one's also a home run yeah. in like every other park. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a third one in the dead center. I was a home run in like 10 other parks. And then someone at, said I was complaining. I'm not. I love that about baseball. Right. Go back and watch the games in the 80s with all the cookie cutter stadiums. Boring as yeah. shit. And that was, uh, I think. Was it the first game? You know, there's always a lot of moments in games where you can put the pedal down even more. Uh, Glaber drove one that, yeah, deep right field, and you're like, okay, so that would have been a three-run homer. I think it was 22 other stadiums, and instead it's like an out. And it's You're playing the same stadium, and, you know, we've seen those Yankee Stadium short porch jobs, so it's just yeah, how, no, I don't. how it goes. I mean, that's how it goes. That's the fun of baseball. Um, all right, so they win that game. Yeah. And then they use that momentum, and they go in to game four. And I know this sounds uh, douchey or whatever, but I was almost going to text you about the pregame show, and I was going to say, Herman deals today. Ooh. I just had a weird feeling like it. that he would have. And he did. He took a no-hitter into the eighth inning. Yeah. And the Yankees' Rugi's bat came to play. Uh, I mean, he had... Rugi had the bloop single to get the first run across, yep. right? And then he had the home run to push the fourth run across. Third. Third. And Glaber then, gets the RBI Glaber, single after yeah. Gary's triple. Yeah. Like we're having fucking fun. Gary triples um, as it's 4 nothing in the eighth inning. And then, yeah, I mean, just one of the biggest... Collapses, you'll see Johnny Luizaga's stat line 0.0 innings pitched, four hits, four earned runs, zero walks, zero Ks, 10 pitches. 10 pitches. Um, and Britton comes in one inning clean in his stat line. Um, man, can we go through the dumb problems with this situation? Yes. 
Have, have did did he say anything about Chad in the post game? That's Chad had to not be available today. Right. I haven't seen any Chad Green quotes yet. And then have the Yankees ever had double barrel bullpen this year? Is that just something mm. they also don't believe in? Because why dry hump a guy if you're not going to use him? They do. It's the they'll do it they're when I think it happened this series. Abreu and Luizaga was up. They they'll still do a like if we're down four, okay. but there's yeah. runners on the bases. I think at one they'll be like oh, I don't if remember if it was this series or maybe it was like, at one point. I remember one where I was like, oh, this is clearly they're up three right now. If they get one more, it's this guy. Otherwise, yeah. it's. They'll never Whatever. do like two two good relievers at once. Loizaga pitched yesterday. He comes in to pitch today, and Loizaga's good, right? And having a great year. Having a great year. Um, he took ten days off, and now he's doing back to back right away. And the first three hitters, uh, he, and he hit like had COVID. Yeah, which like has an effect on people. The first three hitters he faces, he gives up three hits, and the run scores, and now it's, or two run score, and now it's first and second, uh, one out or no outs? No outs. No outs. No outs. Zero outs. So it's first and second, zero outs, and I believe Britain is either ready or close enough to ready at this point. He can come in. Britain right. can come in at this point. You can throw a bunch of pickups. You can do another mound right. visit. He can come in. Loisaga just gave up three hits in a row. Yeah, you have a force. You have a double play in order, and Britain is a ground ball machine. So, just show some damn urgency and bring in Britain and take out the guy who just gave up three hits in a row. Like, what's what's to lose if you make that move? They don't make that move. They keep Loisaga in, and what's to lose there is almost like the game because he gives up another hit. So now another, another run, double. another double. So now another run scores, and now you don't have the force. And by the way, so you need Chad warming up as well, or at least like close to ready or something, because Britain's a ground ball pitcher, right? Not a strikeout pitcher, and they know that, dude. They go to Chad in strikeout situations right. all the time with runners in scoring position without a force. They know that, and it's just. There's so many crazy things about how they manage this once they brought Britain in or once they didn't bring him in. Did you want to say something before all this? So, I mean, there's a lot to say that's tied to this. Um, Renfro jumps him for the double. Vasquez, kind of a nice piece of hitting. Bloops one out there. Um, Franchi Cordero, who, you know, Red Sox fans, I think, got a kind of a love-hate thing going. Johnny Laza has him 0-2. 0-2. He showed bunt. And bunted it foul. Swinging strike on the sinker. A nice pitch. The 0-2 pitch from Johnny Laza. Fastball right down the middle. So, like, that's a little bit of awareness that you have to understand you don't have your A stuff that, today. Like, fastball shouldn't even be on the table. Like, bounce two sliders. Throw a changeup. A fastball cannot be on the table. Never mind down the dick. So, that's... Part of that situation And if you're Boone and you see that That has to be the red flag And I want to do a little compare and contrast Managers Jimmy, the Yankees had a chance To to kind of knock Knock the doors off this game Is that a phrase? Yeah, sure, um, sure. Uh, They bring in They bring in Sorry, I just had Oh, they bring in Yaxel Rios He's pitching for Boston yeah. 
He walks Urshela. He gets Lamar. He hits Greg Allen with a pitch. He walks DJ LeMahieu. Bases juiced. Yaxil Rios. They bring in Taylor, the lefty out of their bullpen, for Giancarlo Stanton. Mm-hmm. Giancarlo Stanton is one of the best MLB hitters all time versus left-handed hitting. But Cora went to another dude because Yaxel clearly didn't have it. So he goes to the lefty, he strikes out Stanton, and then he's set up for Odor, who he gets him to fly out to right. So, sure, maybe the pure numbers would tell you don't bring in the lefty for Stanton, but the eye test told you Yaxel Rios didn't have it. The Yankees basically stumble into the same shit a couple innings later. And like you said, when Kike doubled, it was over. It was second and third, no outs, and you're not bringing a strikeout pitcher. And by the way, Zach Britton's specialty is soft contact, and you don't bring in the infield? Yeah, so that's what they almost brought in Britton and and thought they were bringing in a strikeout pitcher. Like, Zach Britton, guys put the ball in play, so there's a couple options here. You either bring the infield in, so you can get the out at home, the game tying run. You like it's a it's a it's the same as it's it's even worse than the situation from game one with the double play and bringing in Wilson and the intentional walk because Zach Britton is like a seventy percent ground right. ball pitcher. How the fuck do you not have the middle infield in? There's no double play. There's no runner no on first. Play. So there's zero reason to not have the middle infield in. There's zero. It's just a lack of thought. And then they get the ball, and there's no play at home. They get the easy out of first. Right. Then the t- go-ahead run now moves to third, and you get a shallow pop fly, and he scores. And then you get another out. So Zach Britton came in. He got one, two, three outs all in play. That's what he does. Right. And, like, you have to act accordingly. So either either you bring – if you're not going to intentionally walk the, uh, the first batter to set up the double play, then you bring the middle infield in. Right. Zach Britton needs force outs. Or nothing. He needs force outs. Or clean bags. Which is a force out, yeah. God. No, it's it's unreal. I mean, I, I keep waiting to stumble into the, oh, yeah, you you know, obvious, the reason you would keep the infield back is because, you know, when you bring the infield in, there is a higher percentage for hits to get through, and that's, you know, some basic baseball science there. But it happened... And it made the scenario worse for you. Because the run scored and the other runner got to third. So, like, You're the game is on the game. line. The game is on the line. And you got the chopper. And, like, how many times? If this was the opposite way, if this was the opposite way, what happens? The Yankees chop it to short. They run on first contact and they get mowed down at the plate. And we talk about the Yankees base running again. But instead, we kept the infield back for, like, the all-time weak contact pitcher. You don't, like, at least... If yeah, someone's yeah, ground ball and, like, weak contact, specifically ground balls. And how do you not at least do, like, the third baseman? At least you, you could talk me into... It's wrong, but you could talk me into, like, well, shortstop, that's a tough play, so we'll just take the out. That'd be wrong, but you could talk me into it. But at least a third... Like, you can't even dumb. live it's like so that. You can't even live like that. It's a one-run game, and as important as a July game can be. What a disaster, huh? Well, I, 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 I'd, I'd like to know why they didn't bring the infield in. I'd really, I'd truly like to know. Yeah. 
Yes. Okay, I don't know if they asked in the post game, but I, I could, unless anyone else has an answer, they didn't care if the third run scored. They just rather get the out. Yeah. They, they'd rather stop a ball from getting to the outfield because then the runner. That's probably it. That's probably it. if it was hard here. contact, they would rather keep it in the infield with a nice diving play by the middle infield being back than it get past them and now the runner on second scores and ties it. That's got to be their thought process. But that still does nothing for you in like the journey of trying to win the game, you know? Yeah. And they still ultimately like the the winning run came across on not a hit. Right. So like it didn't help. It's not like it took a hit for them to score. Rob in the win. chat says that they asked, and Boone basically said it was just a screw up. Which, I mean, if that's true, well, at least they're honest. Okay, can't be well, true. Then that's a screw up. Um, where where are we at with Herman coming out to start the inning? We're we're obviously fine, fine with fine, that. Fine, he looks great. Fine with all of that. The inning before that was his four strikeout inning, so you can't. There's. There's really no argument there. I mean, David Cohn had some really good quotes because he talked about his his first game after um, when he had an aneurysm and he came back and he had a no-hitter through seven, 85 pitches, and Joe Torre just told him, he's like, hey, there's no way you can complete this, so I'm going to pull the plug on it now. Um, with how good Herman looked, especially his last inning, you kind of got to give him it. And it would have been an, an incredible, unbelievable play, but Greg Allen with a pretty bad pass route on that. He did a double it. turn on it. Oh, uh, yeah, it was like straight behind I, him. It, even if he runs a perfect route, I I don't. It's it, not an easy No, play. but yep. I don't know. The little things in baseball. They Here's his quote. Circle up. Here's Boone's quote on it. I just didn't want to get beat on something soft with no outs. In hindsight, that's the one I kind of question myself about. Should we have just sold out with no outs there? Uh, he didn't think about it. He's just saying that now. He's like, oh, shit, yeah, I should have brought the infield in. Mm, that could have worked. And, and, and then uh, have Chad and Britton both up. Do we have a Chad quote yet? There's an off day tomorrow. Yeah. Have them both up. If you need balls in play out because you're looking for a double play, bring Britton in, which they should have instead of leaving Johnny Lewisig in. Right. Once they don't do that and Lewisig gives up the double and now there's no force and you need strikeouts to strand the runners, bring Chad in. What's the harm of having them both up? There's an off day tomorrow and we should be at peak urgency. Right. Right. I mean, I was... With the with Johnny Laza coming off COVID, and by the way, he looked really good in the start of his Game 3 performance where the Yes Network crew was having the debate, like, should Johnny go out to close this game because Chappie's been rocky? And then he got hit a, a little bit. He gave up two hits yesterday. He threw 18 pitches. So his first, he, you know, he goes on the COVID aisle. He hasn't pitched in 10 days or whatever. He comes out, 18 pitches, he looked good to start. He ends up getting hit. I thought Chad was going to be the setup guy today. Um, and the fact that he didn't pitch or even get up, that's got to concern you. Or, and, <laughs> you know, the season is on the line. Like, it, 
like there could be a Chapman argument. There could have been an eighth inning Chapman argument, and it could have been very real. And guess what? A lot of other teams around baseball that aren't built like the Yankees, they're not built old school where, uh, Chapman, I'm pitching the ninth, I'm the last guy out of the pen. Guess who would have been out for the White Sox? Liam Hendricks. Like, a, a lot of teams would have put their best reliever into that spot. The The fact that we haven't even d- fully discussed Chapman shows, A, part of the problems with how the Yankees are built, and B, part of how we've been brainwashed. Almost any other team in baseball goes to their guy there. Yeah, man. I mean, the whole bullpen was rested and, like, off day coming. What did they not say anything about Chad? He had to. He had to be promised an off day or something because you go to him over Luizaga because Luizaga pitched yesterday and coming back from COVID. Like I thought the plan must have been Chad for the ninth because Chapman did throw twenty nine or twenty six pitches yesterday and like it, that would have also been dumb with the off day coming. But at least like we weren't going to go to Chapman two days in a row. But he was warming up to come in if there was a bottom of the ninth. So that's. Mm-hmm. Not what was happening. All right, let's move on and let's get it, give out some awards. Should be a good time. Mm. It's brought to you by Rise. Oh, I think I'm doing better. I'm gonna check my sleep debt right now. Rise, it's a big one for me. Sleep debt is the uh, sleep debt. Rise helps you track your sleep debt. Uh, you can become a morning port person, and don't worry, you don't have to stop using your phone before bed, and you can do it without buying a new mattress, supplements, or weighted blanket. Rise uses a scientific fact-based approach to help you get the sleep your body needs. It's built around two principles that sleep researchers agree most affect how we feel and perform sleep debt and circadian rhythm. Uh, We all have it and we all like checking hours. And can I have some Mm. juice from you, please, Jake? Juice you up. Cause I think I, when I'm down the shore and when I'm down at the beach, I get good night's sleep. Mm. Well, actually I was up till 3 AM. I think couple nights a little i was in a little contradictory and i was in a rut coming you know back from denver and then we had a couple late nights here yankees were sunday night and their other series was a late night i was in a bad spot made a good dent this shit man thursday thursday night because we had to wake up really early to go on that secret mission i had to be out Mm. my house by 6 45 6 50 oh that was the next day yeah, and it was the Thursday night loss, and I'm just laying in bed thinking about it till huh. one o'clock. I went to bed at one. I woke up at six, so that was a bad night's sleep for me. I didn't realize that, and then I doubled down, went to bed at three ten a.m. on Friday night, and woke up at nine. So I didn't help my sleep dead at all this weekend. Last night I did pretty good though, two a.m. to ten twenty this morning, like that. Late yeah. nights, last, late late night watching. I think you should leave with Luke. Ooh. Oh, I finally finished some. Other skits, I, I think uh, I have I have my favorite moment. Hardest Ooh. I laughed at a single sketch. But I haven't talked to you about favorites or not favorites, but it's the driving one when he says, do you know how to fucking drive? And he just goes, no. Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> I don't know what any of this shit is, and I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> that, that first drop is really good. No. <laughs> kind of ended it with too much yelling, so I didn't like like the... The horn and the yelling. Like, there are a couple skits I went like one line too, too much, too just long. yelling like you're. But uh, <laughs> nope, the, you just want to yell. The initial no <laughs> got me so bad. I uh, I watched it one time yell. through, and I have bad brain and bad memory. The uh, when he's in the full body suit, I remember. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. really good. I don't <laughs> be around anymore. <laughs> 
So I'm telling you, I am tonight. <laughs> watch. I think you should leave. I'm gonna. Dad's gonna gummy up hard. Catch up. I haven't had my. I'm a ten hour recoup guy. Tonight's the night. You're gonna do your ten hours. It's Tonight's been a while for you. Yeah, it's been. I think it was two Wednesdays ago. A little song I wrote. Don't worry. According to Den of Geek, they say that the Ghost Tour is the number one skit and Calico Cut Pants is number two. Mm. I. That's nuts. That is kind Go, of, Ghost Calico Tour, Cut Pants uh, wasn't Ghost great. Tour I'm on, I'm on board with, and it is in episode one, so that adds up. It hits you in the face pretty hard yeah, the first time you really watch it. Good. Might be the best, like, first watch sketch of A lot the of season. emotions. Oh, my God. The driving school one, the tables one, <laughs> is really Tables. <laughs> what is her job? <laughs> and then she figures it out. All right, so the Rise Sleep app. Don't stay up all night with your little brother yeah. watching. I think you should leave. Get some sleep. Every morning, Rise also tells you how long you'll be groggy, when your peak focus times will be, and when you should start winding down for better sleep and more energy the next day. With Rise, you can improve 16 science-based habits that will help you reduce your sleep and optimize your day based on your energy schedule. Rise helps you realize your potential with real results. So go to risescience.com slash yanks. Download the Rise app today and try it for free for seven days. Whether you want to become a morning person, be less exhausted during the day, or improve your productivity and daily energy, Rise is the power behind your next best day. That's risescience.com slash yanks. I was telling Jake um, casually, I think we were just having a phone call that, I, it really has changed my brain. Right. Like, I seek out, because we, our work schedule doesn't allow us an everyday sleep pattern, because sure. it's late nights, early mornings, late night. But I, I seek out, like you're seeking out tonight, a big day now to try and reset it. What's happening? It's not happening for me. I got a lot to do today. Passing. And tomorrow's an early morning for us. Passing. Let's go to awards. 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 First mm. award uh, that we give out here is... Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Yeah. Jake, you get to go first. Ah, my relationship with God comes back. Getting better and better. Um, Pride of the Yankees. What a fun series it was. Um, Man, I think... Uh, call me crazy, call me maybe. I'm going with Rugi. Um, he had to be. If you didn't choose him, I, I then had to. He so. had five ribeye steaks. Shout out Billy Ripkin. Um, gave me one. He's got the big hit. He has the only home run this series that should have meant a lot more. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, he's just, he's like the heart of the lineup right now. He's like, there's only a couple guys that when they come up to the dish right now, probably like him and now that Glaber's kind of going. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's the Rugi show out there. It, it really is. I know we've made so many jokes about it. Uh, there's been highs. There's been lows. Um, and here we are. And, like, he's looking like Cashman's best move of the season. Because free. he plays for free, and he's been playing really well for, like, a month now. The, the argument against him is the errors, and then he goes on to make up for those himself in that game. Right. So, um, Yeah, like when Stan got on in game four and then Rugi came up, it was like, oh, thank God, it's Rugi. Right, we have, we a, have chance. a chance. We have hope. Flair for the it's moment. It's crazy. It's we just nuts. 
It's just fun rounding the bases, like you said, after the bunt. Like you dapping up the, the perfect showman, dapping up everyone at second, the perfect then showman. dapping up Phil and whatever runners on third, and then heading straight into the dugout. It was pretty funny. He's a ridiculous man. El Tipo, good follow on Instagram, by the way. Rugi? Yeah. On Instagram, okay. Yeah. Um, good job. What's your pride, James? Uh,. Dude, I am going to go with Montgomery. Ooh. I liked Moody Montgomery in the dugout. I love Moody. I liked that the Yan- the Red Sox were, you know, taking their time with the tarp on, tarp off, messing with them, trying to get Monty out of the game a little bit. Uh, didn't really work. He, it kind of worked, but not really. He comes back out after the long delay and has just a breeze of an inning. And I also feel pretty bad for him because, like, he's, He's on a really nice stretch here. Yeah. But it doesn't feel how it should feel because the Yankees' offense have completely left him down. But, I mean. And go watch his presser, man. Like, you know, we. Monty's on, on a a really good run. I mean, his last 11 games start, he has a 3-4 ERA. And, that you know, that's got some clunkers in there a little bit. But I think if I go his last six, he's got a 3-4 ERA. So that's a good ERA. Monty. I yeah. mean, that's going to win you games if your offense can fucking do anything. <laughs> it should win you games. Yeah. Uh, and it, go watch Monty's presser because that's, you know, right after the Krisky incident and all that. And, hey, if you, you want your athletes to care and feel how you feel and not give, you know, a lot of the Boone press conference answers, well, well you know, we're going to keep our head up and move on to the next day. I mean, Monty, <laughs> I think he, what did he say? He's like, I'm sick to my stomach. Like, <laughs> And he looked it. He's like, <laughs> he looked it. Monty's like Voight last year for me. He's the only yeah. one that looks pained by this. Yeah. And looks like in the dugout and everywhere, just genuinely frustrated. You, I, I could have went all starting pitchers. Or right. Like all they all kind of show. Like if you wanted to, you know, we don't like tripling up, but yeah. I could have went Herman, Tyone, and Monty. Yeah. But the, how moody Monty is and. And coming back after the rain delay, I thought was kind of a message. Yeah. Like kind of a, no, I got some gumption to me message. And, and by the way, that, that should have been so important because that should have been five in a row. Monty shuts out the Red Sox and we're passing it to Cole the next day. Like that should have mattered so much. And it, and it just turns out to not. My quick math is correct. Math. If it is. Uh, Jordan Montgomery uh, retakes sole possession of third place on the season in Pride of the Yankee Awards. Wow. Uh, Rude Editor tied him three minutes earlier. Mm. Oh. Monty gets his ERA below four for the first time. Uh, not for the first time, um, in a little bit. And Tyone now, whose ERA after 15 starts was 5.4. Uh, now after 19 starts, Tyone's ERA is down to 4.3. So He's on a heater. They're on their path to uh, get a little better. You know, if Tyone can get finish under four and Monty can finish under three, five, you're going to look back and say, oh, shit, not bad. Dude, this fucking team, man. I had had a couple fun thoughts. Like, after the Gary Sanchez triple, I'm having a good time, man. Like, Gary triples, that's fun. Sevy's giving him the fake wave home. And, dude, you just you start thinking, like, oh, this is a huge start for Herman. Does he get back on track? Tyone's been on track. Cole's good. Like, 
Monty's been good. Like, you start every time with this fucking team. Maybe this isn't I think you should leave sketch. And we're just waiting for the punchline. I think we are the punchline. It's never going to come. I think, like, opposing fans tune in to this show and Yankees fans because the fans are the punchline. Mm. That'd be my guess on the situation. Uh, Mingo ends up giving up one earn today, right? Yeah. So, and he pitched seven innings? Seven. So, that's 93 on the year. So, this dropped his ERA from 4.7 to 4.45. So, he's also with Tyone under 4.5. And he'd been on a really cold stretch. I think Case had some stat. Like, he'd been the worst starting pitcher over the last, like, month or something. Um, it's like an 8.6 yeah. ERA in something. July. Like, mid-June to mid-July numbers were... Think bad. So, felt like it mattered, and then we shoot ourselves in the feet. <sighs> Aha. Next award. You Yankee motherfucker. I'm giving mine to who I'm giving it to, so there may be a double up, just to let you know. Okay. I'm not going to. Like, yours is happening no matter what? I'm not going to pivot from it, yeah. Okay. That's fine. Um... Not to scare you. I mean, if you no, want to double. No, I mean, that I, was bullying. I, it was powerful. We all felt it. I'm just saying. I, that was the most serious you've been with me in a long time. Yeah, I'm saying don't give me. I'm time. saying and like. We've had to have serious talks. Yeah, I'm just saying like it's going to ha- it's gonna happen. You can. <laughs> you just want to go? I'll let it, you jump. It's Boone. Okay. I, yeah. I, I think those two decisions. Let's double down. Yeah. Screw it. I, almost, like, I, was, I was almost asking you yeah, to like, please double down. Yeah, because if you do the relievers, me. it's yeah. half rude. No. No, I think the decision to not yeah. set up the double play and then to not bring the infield in are um yeah as as situation situationally unaware as we've seen in his era of a manager. And there's been a, a lot. You know, and, and and you can nitpick about not bringing a guy in or like keeping a guy in or going with the wrong reliever or this or that. These are different. Yeah. These are straight up if the analytics team gave him the two pieces of paper, right. there's not a 50-50 debate. No. It's like you do that. So, I mean, this was the most the most heightened game, just like simple situations. Uh, and Jim, just, we normally shy away from this because this is kind of crap, almost shock jockey, bad clips from like other podcasts. If George, if George is alive and he's the no, owner. No. I think Boone could, could be fired today. Oh, he would have happened already. Right. What I mean, All Star break. There would have been reckoning in June. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, man, boom, boom would be gone by now. Tim's would have been fired before that. And, and, and not to say that that's like, the greatest way to do it. Like when right. but it, it like, would have happened. It would have happened, but I, I don't necessarily fully agree with that because I think it is like you know. There's a nice middle ground. Until Tory got like the wiggle room, he had to win in his first year to earn the wiggle room, right? And then he got going, like, you know, imagine it. But, and, and they almost fired Torrey before he even managed a single game if Buck didn't turn him down. So I'm not, I'm not advocating for, like, uh, that. But, uh, you know, if they don't make the playoffs, you have to change it up. I like Boone, too. Like, yeah. he's a nice guy, and I, I, I don't know if it's him or the, or the – I mean, that's what we're all like, waiting I'm for I'm not sure how point. much of what we're mad at him for is his call. I believe but. that those decisions – 
are the manager's decision to bring the infield right. in. This week, yeah, the, the this two that I, that's why I'm saying I'm yeah. not giving it to the analytics team. Like yeah. I've given motherfucker to the decision makers before. I believe that those are Boone's decisions yeah. to bring in the infield. Because if those aren't his, then what are we doing? Yeah, they're very He's instinctual the in the moment to set up the double play, so you're one pitch away from winning, and then to bring the infield in when you have a soft contact pitcher and and a runner on third. I, I do believe those are his decisions, and the fact that they, and this isn't second guessing, because no. we were sitting there saying it at the time. The like I have video of me saying it. Like, why don't you walk Renfro? I would walk Renfro. So, yeah, it's bad, man. It's really bad. Make it better. All I, right. I believe the, the number Yankees haven't made a midseason coaching staff change since 1990. The year they were bad, bad. Who's that? Don Lemon? Yeah. I think that's any coach. It hasn't happened midseason. Bob Lemon, not Don. <laughs> Who's Don Lemon? Reporter, right? There's, there's for sure Don Lemons. Yeah, he's a journalist. Not Lemons. <laughs> not Lemon. Don Lemon is a reporter. I'm into Don Lemons. Don Lemon, I, I always picture him, him at like riots and like crazy shit happening behind him, and he's reporting on scene of a riot. I have Don, Don Lemons, the lemon salesman. Yeah. Well, that was his great, 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 great. Um. All right. One more thing. Regular, Regular awards are brought to you by Talking Giants. Hey, wow. if baseball's done, I had a lot of people saying uh, it's football season, baby. So yeah. if you're a Giants fan, head on over to Talking Giants. It's on the John Boy Media Network. Bobby and Justin do an absolutely great time, great job, um, and having a great time. And they have a good time. Uh, it's hosted by Bobby Skinner, Justin Panic. It's a top-rated and most-listened-to New York Giants podcast. It's a must-listen for casual or diehard fans. Each show is filled with a mix of interviews, film analytics, player debates, and a whole lot of personality. They've had players on like Nick Gates, uh, Darnay Holmes. Is that you say it? Darnay? During the off-season, new episodes are released every Tuesday and Friday, and once the season starts, the guys put out an episode every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Be sure to check it out on the Talking Giants YouTube channel or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Really good. Um, they get Bobby gets really into the numbers and analytics, and or not analytics, but really into the film breakdown of O-line stuff. Justin, uh, Justin likes the Justin likes the analytics, yeah. They're, um, uh, and they're starting tomorrow. They're every day. Uh, PPPs, PPP. So, hell yeah, that's always a fun time. So, wow, if you're, uh, yeah, if you're looking to get into it, <laughs> now's the time. Yep, now's All the right. time. Regular old awards. You get to go first. Yaddy 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 yeah. Jim, I got kind of a silly one. I'll try to end on a lighter note. Um, I'm giving out the two minute drill award. Two-minute drill. Two-minute drill. A little football. Ooh. A little keeping it going. Segway. Two-minute drill. I'm professional. Homie, I'm professional. Uh, time's winding down. You got to act fast. You got to make the plays. You got games on the line. People in the chat are commenting, like, the Rays lost. And it's like, who cares? Huge. We're not chasing the Rays. Huge. The Yankees are not chasing the Rays the or the Athletics. Red Sox. Keep an eye on the athletics. The Rays losing means nothing. Um, mm, 
two-minute drill. Sessa. Now Rui. My other guess was Nestor. It's going to Glaber Torres. Wow. Uh, Glaber, by the way, he's starting to look pretty solid. Some good at bats. He kind of looks like Glaber Torres, BBD, with a couple tweets that he's getting roped in. Jim, he had a nice series. He made a couple nice defensive plays, too, which was a real treat. Hits, throw. hits 357 this series, a little 5 for 14, four ribeye stakes. But, Jim, he gets a two-minute drill for something a little silly. He was just calling quick timeouts. Um, I think him and Bogarts, you know, they have a couple friendly shortstop relationship type thing going on. So both times, he A, he stole a couple bags. He's up to 10 swipes on the season. He leads the Yankees. Every time he got to second base, uh, I think, I forget if there was a double or if it was just stolen bases. Uh, four stolen bases this series for Glaber. He would call timeout as quickly as possible, and the ump obviously would give it to him. But he got Bogarts a couple times. Bogarts, like, checked with the ump, and he's like, he came off the back. But Glaber was just calling the quickest of timeouts, and in the two-minute drill, you got to get your timeouts out. So, Glaber Torres. What are his numbers now? Like, how – because he looks good. He's playing good. Right. The power was there a little bit, but now it's going back to Dinkin and Duncan, which I'm not mad about. Right. They were, like, good at bat, Dinkin Duncan, kind the of. The stolen like, bases. O'Neal was complimenting him. I like the stolen bases. Like, since the All-Star break, what's what's he been doing? Like, is it, like, good numbers? What What did he do today? Can you – Today, I just clicked off. He was what? I'm back. Uh, he was two for four today. RBI Good. and a hit. Two this, for four? Two for four. I assume four. you're trying to plug in some numbers, but not including today, his last 11 games, which is the start of the Houston series. He's batting 289 with a 943 OPS. Okay. Again, not including today. Two for four is nine. So seven hits, two, nine, four, 26 at bats. 30, 9 divided by 30 means his batting average is 300 exactly. Welcome to the math pod, folks. Since the All-Star break. And his OPS is one dot. Um, so, that's So, good. he's having a hell of a second. Well, I am... four bags this year. Man, I know he gets frustrating when Glaber's bad because the defense goes and, like, there was no power and it was, like, awful. I am rooting so hard for... Obviously, it's, I mean, I hope everyone is, but like, right. to have a good second half... Um, because I feel bad. He looks it, man, and he's he showed some good. He had the big smile after they took the lead in Game Three. That was a really nice image. And then uh, today he threw the bat after he made an out because he's like he's kind of dialed in right now. So like Glaber showing emotion like he should because he's twenty four years old. Good award. Good award. Good award. I am giving the back alley at bats award. Um. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see it, Stanton. Come through, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Come through, bro. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton gets the Back Alley at Bats Award. Jake and I have a new series going on. It's not that new anymore, but it's for every Wednesday on the JM Baseball Channel where we play Blitzball. And we play in an alley, so you can't really pull the ball at all because you pull it right into the wall, and then it goes right to the pitcher. It ricochets for an out, or or it's automatic single. And so it, it leads... Not that we have good swings anyway, but it leads to, like, really bizarre swings. Yeah. Really bizarre because you're just trying to push everything. And it leads to some uh, terrible swings and misses. And we also just have some terrible swings and misses. Sure. 
And the comments a lot are like, you guys' swings are garbage, which is fair. Yeah. I don't care. Stanton's swings this series were worse than yours and mine in back alley bats. Yeah. I, if you were to put them in the same oh. place, like just a silhouette of the swing, people would be like, uh, yeah, that guy's the worst of the three. Yeah. And he's always swung different. Right. Like, it's always a weird it's swing different. in general. When, it, when it's not going, it always looks ugly. It's just different. Well, I, I mean, Kay was so fixated on, like, that one-up at in game one in the 10th where he was like, what? Yeah. Just guess hitting and, and like, getting got on pitches that are never strikes. So, mm. I don't know. I mean, he did have that bloop double, which really helped in the one win. Mm. And then he did have a, a hit at the end here to, like, extend it. But some of the swings and misses were all-time bad. And I think he'd look just like us in a game of back alley bats. It's uh, it's wild. Another kind of actually a fun press conference. Because when Boone talks about baseball, that's when you, you end up getting some good stuff. And they were talking about Stan. And it's a lot of stuff we said on here. Like, he hits the ball harder than everyone. But holy crap, is it unique? And, like, let's be honest. The Yankees don't know what to do with it. Because no one's ever hit like that in the history of baseball. So you just kind of let, let it ride, and it's it's nuts what his stats look like at the end of this series. Um, you know, 267 batting average of 421 on base. It didn't feel like that. <laughs> That's but, what I was about to bring. He reached base all four games multiple t- times, reaching base in three of the four. It just it didn't feel like that because he was an automatic out the other time, swinging at pitches that were, like, not around. And, like, the hits he got, they're real hits, but they're not, like, memorable pieces of contact. His, his one today was the, the first one that was, like, in the ninth inning, which, again, like, what would we be saying? If Rugi puts one off the wall and they tie it up, we'd be like, and Stanton, he dialed Don't it up for he's that last man. step bat. Pinch hit Wade, pinch ran Wade, but Stan's one that got on. Stupid team. Good award, Jim. Thank you. I actually made that one of the rare ones I like I put, like I have a whole note. Ooh. And my notes on my phone says back alley at bad awards, Stan for bad weird swing. That's good. I thought you the only part of that was gonna be because he he's has been walking a lot. And that's kind of what you're hoping for in back alley. Sure, we can throw, that, like Boone likes to just throw things in. I'm like, yeah, that too. Yeah, that's another reason. It's kind of a nice wrinkle. Uh, no, I was watching it at bat today, and I was like, that looks like that me looks in like the us. alley. Mm. <laughs> Bad. Uh, all right, next award, Jake. What do you got? I'm giving out the Dead Magician Award. Oh my god, the Dead Magician. <sighs> Dead magician. Hold on. I, I'm going to get this. You're going to get this. You have this one. And you got this one. Dead magician. Chris Gittens? Because mm. never seen someone Jimmy. get hurt by stepping Jeez on the bat. Rice, Almost looks like he put the bat underneath his foot to step on Come it. Come on, man. Um... Greg Allen or Litke? I don't know. Chris Gittins. No, it's Greg Allen. Uh, Jim, there was a... Greg Allen was kind of the the magic man coming into this series. Like, Greg Allen MVPs. Um, you know, you heard him chanting it in the stands. Uh, and he just looked really good. He was having great at-bats. He was kind of dialed in. 
Three hit by pitches from the Sox. They said, no magic, Greg Allen. We don't want to deal with your voodoo right now. So we're just going to hit you. Yeah, hit, hit you in the leg, and then you won't steal any bags on us. So pretty funny. I mean, his stats for the series, he goes two for 12, not good. One walk, three hit by pitches, <laughs> 375 on base. So, like, what do you do with that? What do you do with that? Because in theory, that's kind of a good series by Greg Allen. At the same time, he was kind of neutralized. Like, he didn't – the impact he was having in the previous games, he didn't really have in this series. Um and the Red Sox hit him three times, which those would have been three home runs. So, dead magician. Dead magician. Wow. I like it. Mm. Um, also with Sam, we didn't talk about this. They said he was going to play the outfield, and he was going to play the outfield until Gittins stepped on his bat. That's what yeah. Boone said. He said Gittins was going to play first. And How Stan much do you think gonna... Stan slipped Gittins to do that? Now, and then Boone said, so now I'll have to wait until Miami. He's not going to play the outfield in Tampa because the damn turf. Yeah. So, I got reminded that Stan was younger than us. Yeah. The other day, and I was like, ah, what? Physically great shape. I mean, how did, <sighs> Gary out with, like, back stuff but was available to hit. How is that not the game you try it when you said he was going to go today anyway? I... The lineup yesterday made me furious. I didn't have my phone on me because we were at the beach, and I didn't take my phone to the beach because I was avoiding stress from the Yankees Enjoying the beach. Uh, I knew the lineup would probably have dropped, so I said, hey, Luke, my brother. Luke. You're on your phone. Tell me the lineup. And he started reading it off. He said, DJ, Gardner, Stanton, Odor. And I was like, who's pitching? Are they doing a bullpen day? And they were like, Avaldi. And I was like, what the fuck? Mm. You cannot. I'm going to say this every episode okay. until the offseason when I'll say it twice an episode. Yes. If you are going to make a lineup that's DJ righty, Guardy lefty, Stanton righty, Odor lefty, Glaber righty, Allen lefty, Gittins righty, Florio lefty. If you're going to make a righty, lefty, righty, lefty, righty, lefty, righty, lefty lineup, that means you believe in balance and having lefty hitters, and you cannot do that and then also sign nor trade for any fucking lefties and say we like the righty stack. Yeah. Who? It's like two heads of the apartments are just fighting with each other. You can't. Either you don't believe in balance and you just believe in good hitters and cluster luck, or you believe in balance and separation, but you cannot have all your starters be righties, so you don't believe in lefties, but if you're going to play a lefty, who cares if it's Odor, Gardy, Allen, Florial? they're going to just go wherever they need to be to split up the righties. Well, so you do believe in it. It's really frustrating me. What do you believe in? They have two different front offices. Anyway. They hate each other. On the macro level, they believe in just good hitters. Day-to-day. That's what they'd say, you know. (laughs) Day-to-day, it's... Stop applying to the front office. They might poach me. We'll we'll listen to offers. Um, I can be traded. Have to be good, though. That's our stud. What'd you say your final word was? 
I don't know who I want to talk about because there's a question I want to ask, but it's like two really, dead magician it's awards. Two, it's a rude award. Um, three dead magicians. Just gonna give the like. Um, through the quad and into the gymnasium award. Ooh. Going streaking. Um, let's see. Someone you want to talk about. That means you feel like they sh- deserve to be talked about. You like Gary a lot, and Gary's cute. Uh, the only other real option is Florial. I'll go with him. No. No. Brett Gardner. Mm. He's gone streaking again. Mm. Just letting you know, through his last seven games, he's got like a three, three sixteen batting average. He got like a four twenty on base percentage and nine fifty OPS. Not gonna last, obviously, but the piano man numbers on the season are awful. But he currently is streaking through the quad and into the gymnasium right now. So mm. Mm. I really wanted to give the "Where'd You Go" award, yeah, to Clint. Clint, do we have any updates? One, two weeks ago, they said he cleared vertigo and they're getting his eyes checked. And now... Yeah, they wanted to get him new eyes or something. But it's been like two weeks since we got the eyes checked, I feel like. Yeah. At least, yeah, at least a week. At least a week. And it feels like... It was at least I like go to eye doctors. I got contacts. It's at least like since the team went away. And yeah. Like we, and like there's an avenue for playing time again. Yeah. He's not... He, oh, okay, so... He has not even resumed baseball activities. Mm-mm. It's weird. Waiting for the next update. Um, oh, you're okay, Clint. DJ, his on-base streak continues. He's at, what, 35, 36? Yeah, got him to 35. 35. Uh, his numbers in those games are solid. I mean... Coming into today in that stretch, 290, 380, and 800 OPS. So, like, again, the power still missing. And that's, that streak should feel a little more impactful. Given that we know that he's on a 35-game on base streak, you would think the numbers were better. And, and the not. vibes you would think would be better. It's just weird, man. It, like, it, DJ it, comes up last two years. It used to feel like, okay. Like ball in the gap or what's about to happen. Like I'm more in fear of double plays with him now than like anything else. Um, I want to barter up some guard dog stuff. This uh, this the last latest quote on Boone about Clint was, he's going through the eye exams. I know he's going for a second opinion with Major League Baseball and all the data that they've collected on him. I have no idea when he may play again. He hasn't done any baseball activities, but he has been able to work out and run, so I think it's too early to say his season may be over. Which means his season may be over. That's on the table. They don't know what's Tables. up. That's bizarre. It's scary. I don't... I mean, yeah. Yeah. is it Drury? Or is it... We have no now idea. He has the concussion history, so he like, can't mess around with it. Just no idea.
Guardy's been half okay for like Honestly not good enough numbers Two but months. Two months not, you said? Not the problem Since June 3rd Brett Gardner has a 775 OPS Interesting Which I mean that's He's decidedly been not Because he had, he had that sneaky June It was one of my awards That <laughs> like his June ended up looking Okay so when you said he had another He's on another heater Like They're kind of bizarre numbers But they're technically good 775 OPS right now Past 38 games Is that better than the MLB average slash line? Yes The batting average is low. So yeah, right now it's 720. Like it. 720 is the average OPS right now. What's, so, what's, what's he at over the last 30? So over the last 38, 775 OPS. He's been above average and playing defense in center field. I think the, the few hits he had, the, the hits he has had with it being a low batting average, a lot of those I think have gone for extra He's bases. He's got some pop. Yeah, it's, an, it's kind of an ugly. It's a 216, 363, 775 OPS. What's the Voight update? No idea in Voight. I don't um, know, but I don't know about his, about specifics. I didn't hear. I don't have a immediate a, a quote immediately at the front of my brain, but I know they said he's not that far. Early August. The other. Um, well, that's next week. Yeah. I don't know. The high note that I'd like to put out there. I, I mentioned it last show. I, I I enjoy Floreal. I mean, oh my God! By the way, they almost blow the game when him and Greg Allen collide. Imagine what we'd be doing right now if that had gone worse. Um, but, man, he had some really good at-bats in that third game. He goes two for three, has a walk in that game. Um, he's giving – He's. I thought when Florial came up, I thought he'd show some of the tools, like he'd connect with the ball and you'd be like, oh, he's got some pop. Or, you know, beat he'd, he'd put a ball in the gap, beat out a grounder. Like, I thought we'd see the tools. He's giving better just at-bats than I thought. Um, so I like that. It is funny that none of the veterans let him catch the ball in center field. But part of me likes that too. That's his like hazing. It's like, weird to put him in center, but both outfielders, Brent all, all and Greg, are both like nah. Core Anarchos like <laughs> they're Whoa. both like well, we're actually center fielders yeah. and old. Yeah, than you. that's what it is. So, <laughs> yes. So we actually have the right of way. His, his small sample size in five games and four starts is good, and I wonder. I test is so. Can we do team. roster moves? Um, okay. Do they play tomorrow? Or do they have off day tomorrow. Off day tomorrow. Hell yeah. Um, can we do roster moves then? Because sure. Judge is coming back. For that, uh, Florial, one of the big knocks against him was that he has like bad plate vision stuff, and it's anecdotally look right past the in eye his test. brief period, Some and good that can change very quick. Can change very quick. Um, noting that was a big criticism of him as a minor leaguer. Continue. Rob Brantley for Higgy when easy. Higgy's easy back. That That's one writes done. itself. Um, You'd assume Florial for, for Judge because he's got options. Otherwise, you're done with Greg Allen or you're done with Ryan Lamar. They yeah. would do. They would maybe do Lamar would over you, Florial. I think Lamar because you need the because Judge is off the forty man right now, so you have to do a forty man move. So it's probably oh Lamar. really? Florial's already on the forty man, right? Then that would lean Lamar because they don't want to get rid of Florial. Well, was was assume. Lamar or one of them a COVID call up like Park where? I think maybe Lamar was not. I forget who came up when Ambergy got hurt. That mm. was Florial. Yeah, and Ambergy was is, a COVID guy. So maybe I don't know what matters anymore. So well, uh, well, hold on. If they can get rid of Lamar, 
I think not get can, rid of. I'm sorry, Lamar. Yeah. He's if off Lamar the can go roster. back to AAA, it's not a DFA situation right. because mm. he was a COVID replacement. Then it's probably then I think it's Lamar, and they keep Florio around. Mm. Maybe. Maybe they need they need the 40 man spot. He can go down without waivers or anything. But actually, no, it's Florio. They want him to get consistent probably, playing time. Probably, yeah. That's and unless unless he's going to be the starting center fielder, which by the way, again. Get ready for Yankees Twitter to get hot about that if that happens. Yeah, because right now... Florio's been the best player on the team. I mean, in the short stretch, he's got a 444 on it's base percentage. Um, Ain't bad. And, like, it doesn't it doesn't feel as fluky as it should, I guess. Um, and then are any pitchers coming back? Who do we got? Wandy still has to come back. Wandy P. My guy, Mike King, they said he's King. not even close, so no. Yeah, no, they said King's not Nestor close. Nestor came back, so... Nestor is back and Laws is back. And Nestor's going to start in Tampa, right? Yes. Uh, I think they're going Monty, Nestor, Cole. Hmm. That Weird. is correct. That is correct. The Rays are McClanahan, Waka, Patino. Mm. Won't see Colin McHugh. He went on the IL today. Trade deadline predictions. What do you think they're going to do? You can't do anything. You can't get, don't get, they can't get a rental. They're not going to do anything? Can't get a rental. So what do you think they're going to do? Just, I mean, if they do nothing, Dude, they're going to Dude, I have no idea yeah. what they're going to do. <laughs> That's kind of why I asked. But I, I, I mean, still think they're going to do small rentals, prospects that are never going to make it, and they'll get two veterans, and they'll hope who, they click. Who, who's they'll that? hope they rugi. Who's that? CJ Crone, a bullpen arm. Um, I'd, have, I'd have to look around. Maybe that'll be something we do for yeah. Tuesday's app. But uh, there's probably some move you can trade an organizational top 20 I remember when to. you found out the Archie Bradley trade last year. He had a year. Right, but it, so and again, maybe imagine that value like that. if he didn't, and they declined his option. So, <laughs> but like I could see them doing something like that because you're going to give away a prospect that's probably not going to make it for two months of a reliever level. Because dude, right now in the back of their bullpen, I hope they don't do that. It's I hope if they trade for someone, they trade for someone that has a year and helps them next year. Like when, well, like when Archie Bradley would still kind of work. Yeah, I don't want him to do a rental. Like when the Reds um, or the Mets traded for Stroman, even though they weren't in it, and now they have Stroman. Okay. Or the Reds traded for Bauer, even though they weren't in it, and now they have Bauer. Next year. Okay. That would be cool. Let's let's use this trade deadline as the free agency. You know what I mean? Like, who cares about this year? At best, you're a second wild card with a team that's not playing well and not going to do anything. Yeah. So I don't want to rental at all. But if you can get someone – because their prospects, some of the prospects right now, right, are the highest value they're going to be, and that's not really like a shot. Like, but no. there's so many in the system that are having fantastic, fantastic seasons Carraza, a lot in, of in the minor leagues. Shoving. So if you can hit on some of those and and help for next year, and maybe they help this year too. May, who cares? But like, right. you know, the Mets traded for Stroman when they weren't making it. Now right. Stroman's one of their best, the best pitchers yeah. leading league start. So if they can take some of these prospects whose value are super high. And get someone that's going to help maybe this year, but definitely be around for next year or another year. I that's what the type of person I'd be doing. I think if they go for true rentals, they're delusional. 
Yeah. Yes to both. Yeah. Yes to both. We can talk a little bit about that more in the midweek show. And then come f- this Friday, it's the trade deadline. So we're on watch. Thursday's the and end of the Tampa be, series. There's going to be an extra episode of Talking Yanks. There will be eps. At minimum one extra one. Whether I mean, they can do nothing, and we're going to need to talk about that. Mm. So I meant to text you about that yesterday. Yeah. We'll let you guys know. Brain? Alrighty. Thank you guys very much. Appreciate you. We will see you on... Well, you won't be here for the Tuesday, right? I will not. Will you be here on Thursday? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, we'll figure out a midweek show. Alright. Yeah, dude, figure out JJR, right? Yeah. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.